Hey, welcome to the Teal Shirt Report. My name is Scott. Thank you for tuning in. Man, we've got... Oh, let me say this first of all. Duval. Well, we got that to hang our hats on. Duval and the Jaguars are 1-9 and nine coming off the... Uh, Steelers debacle last week, the Steelers 27, the Jaguars 3. We got that game in the rearview mirror now. However, a lot of injuries this week, and the Jaguars getting ready to host the uh, 7-3 Cleveland Brownies. The Cleveland Brownies at 7-3 looking to make the playoffs. The Jaguars want to be a spoiler. Or as some people say, tank for Trevor, right? However, it could be a game, could be an interesting game. The Browns are a seven-point favorite. you got to think that they're going to hand the ball off to Nick Chubb against the Jaguars' defense. That has been obviously a lot less than stellar. Plus, the Jags have a lot of injuries, including uh, defensive end Josh Allen will be out. And, and the way I understand it, he, he may be out for a while, if not shut down for the entire season. But we'll see. Again, the uh, Cleveland Browns a seven-point favorite as we're recording our, our podcast on game day on Sunday, November the 29th. Cleveland a seven-point favorite at the Jacksonville Jaguars. We'll see what happens. You're listening to the Teal Shirt Report. We're listened to in as many as 21 states internationally, worldwide, in many, many, many different countries. Uh, Puerto Rico, Hong Kong, the UK. Want to say hello to Andy Powers. Uh, listening in Wales, in the UK, in the Newport area. Andy Powers, special hello to you today. And thank you to each and every one of you listening to the Teal Shirt Report. Again, we're listening to and well. Uh, you know, as I should say, as many as 21 states across the United States were listening to in Hong Kong. Hey, guys. Uh, listen to in Puerto Rico, the UK, Andy Powers. Again, a special hello to you in Wales, Newport area. Want to say hello to listeners in Canada, France, Quebec area. Um, you know, also New Zealand, uh, Germany. Did I mention France? But many, many, many countries uh, listening in to the Teal Short Report. Ireland got a good crowd in Ireland that listen in uh, to the Till Shirt Report podcast. We're brought to you by Anchor.fm, the simplest and easiest way uh, to do a podcast. I'm, I'm going to tell you from experience, it really is. Plus, um, our platforms, we're spread out on platforms, many, many other platforms. We're, we're on Spotify. Uh, we're on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, uh, Pod Paradise, Buzzsprout, and many, many others. And again, you're listening to the Till Shirt Report, brought to you by Anchor.fm, Saucerility for your North Florida real estate needs. And of course, um, LakeUvalahits.com for the best in internet radio. Great music, great songs. That's internet radio. LakeUvalahits.com. It's all good. And you can follow us at BigJReport.com. So with the Steelers' loss, in the rear view, you know, Jake Luton, you know, I guess Jake Luton has to say, well, I, I threw a, you know, I threw four, four interceptions. And that's why Jake Luton is being sat down. Mike Glennon will start because Gardner Minshew still got those 
He still got those fractures in his thumb, his throwing thumb on his right hand that are still healing. So Coach Marone and the Jaguars, you know, and the OC, Jay Gruden, I guess they've got together and said, hey, we'll go with, heck, we'll go with Mike Glennon this week and see what he can do against the Brownies. So Mike Glennon's going to get a shot. I think it's good for him. I mean, Mike Glennon hasn't played in a while. This is a guy who started some games, a few games with uh, Chicago, the Chicago Bears a few years ago, Um, Tampa Bay. He was a backup in Tampa Bay for a good while, too. He started a lot of games. He made some money uh, with the Bears in Chicago a few years ago. It's been a while since he started a game. My goodness, has it been maybe three years since Mike Glennon's actually started an NFL football game? I think it's great for him that he's going to get a shot. I mean, Luton's got his shot. Gardner Minshew's played a lot of football, you know, in the last um, season and a half, although the injury has Minshew out now. So we'll see what Mike Glennon can do today. And uh, we're recording our Till Shirt Report podcast. Let me, let me say that again. Let me, let me get that right. We're recording our Teal Shirt Report podcast on this Sunday, November the 29th. we got a lot of things coming up. We're going to talk about the Jaguars-Browns uh, game. Also, high school football, you know, across North Florida, South Georgia and beyond, even pockets of South Alabama. So we'll take a look at high school football playoffs because playoffs – That's right. The high school teams are actually in the midst of their playoffs, you know, here in late November. And, hey, we're going to talk SEC football this time around, too. I've got all the results from the Saturday's game we'll talk about. And, uh, in fact, I also have been working on the uh, BigJReport.com SEC power rankings to get those in for you. But uh, we're going to take a look at the Jaguars, uh, North Florida Entertainment, plus other area sports. Now, DJ Chark will be out today. Conley, looks like he will be out today as well. The Jags have a lot of injuries, you know, including we're going to take a look at the injuries, you know, in more depth, like, you know, defensive end Josh Allen is out. Uh, We'll take a look at the injury report coming up here in a few minutes as well. But on this podcast, if this is the first time you've ever tuned in, welcome on the Teal Shirt Report We cover the Jacksonville Jaguars extensively, and that's mainly what we do. But we also do North Florida Entertainment for our area, plus other area sports as well. And we talk about the greatest, perhaps the greatest conference in college football, the Southeastern Conference. So you got it right here on the Till Shirt Report. Uh, We'll continue with more on the Jaguars, high school football, and we got some interviews with Alex Nunnery our reporter on the scene and one of our uh, producers of the Teal Shirt Report, along with our our friend J.C., you know, up in uh, covering South Alabama and Western Georgia for us. So you're listening to the Teal Shirt Report. More coming up. Stay tuned. Okay, nothing is better than than coffee and podcasting. I've got a little pumpkin spice in the brew today. And we're going to talk injuries. Want to again thank our sponsors 
Anchor.fm, Saucer Realty, and let me tell you, I've talked to, to Larry Saucer. He's got a lot of great North Florida real estate listings, whether it's, uh, you know, home, residential, commercial, business, real estate needs in North Florida. Maybe you live in another state. You want to, you know, come down to Florida. Some people come up from South Florida, come up here. So we're in North Florida. Check with Larry Saucer with Saucer Realty. And if you want to find a good uh, contact to get in touch with Larry for your North Florida real estate needs uh, here in North Florida, go to bigjreport.com. Scroll our website on the homepage. If you scroll down, you'll notice we've got a weather report, 24-7 North Florida weather. And in the middle of the weather report, you'll find the link for Saucer Realty and the contact information for Larry. So please check that out. Saucer Realty, a great sponsor of the BigJReport.com. And we want to thank Larry, you know, for all he does, you know, with his sponsorships uh, with the BigJReport.com. And want to thank Anchor.fm, Saucer Realty for your North Florida real estate needs. Lake Eufaula, LakeEufaulaHits.com for great internet radio. Uh, JC, our uh, fantastic freelance writer, our uh, freelance writer for the BigJReport.com runs uh, the internet radio side of things at LakeEufaulaHits.com. That's LakeEufaulaHits.com where, hey, it's all good. And, of course, you can follow us at uh, BigJReport.com. So there's some things I want to go over. I do want to check James Robinson's statistics. But first of all, let's talk about this game today. As we record this podcast on Sunday, November the 29th, let's talk about this game between the Browns at the Jaguars, where the Browns are coming in a seven-point favorite. The injury list, and I heard all about the injuries throughout the week, um, even during the, the Jags' loss to the Steelers, 27-3 uh, to uh, last week, of course. Again, we got that game in the rear view, but again, the Jags, you can't deny it. They lost to the Steelers 27-3 last week. A big part of the reason why they got beat so badly was uh, Luton's um, Jake Crouton, Luton, Tootin Luton's four interceptions last week. And so now Mike Glennon uh, will start in this game because Gardner Minshew, the starter, you know, is still hurt with the fractures in his throwing thumb. And I think right after Luton threw those four interceptions, everybody started to say, uh, how's Minshew doing? Is he getting better? Well, I think he is healing and recovering, but looks like Mike Glennon, if he plays well today, could end up playing another game. We don't really know uh, when Minshew will come back. We know Chris Conley is out today. Sidney Jones is out today. So the, the Jags got a lot of players on the shelf. Um, we take a look at the injuries for the Jaguars. Of course, um, you know, that we got some players. Let's take a look. Let's see. Clay Brooks. Clay Brooks is hurt with a core muscle. Conley, a hip injury. DJ Chark, rib injury. Um, that's Tyler Eifert had a concussion. But I think Eifert may be back playing today. Cindy Jones is going to be out with the Achilles injury. Gardner Minshew still out with the right thumb injury. Andrew Norwell, the left guard, has got a forearm injury. 
That's not any fun, and he will be out today. Um, backup running back, a gun Boali. That's always a fun one to say. Oh, gun Boali, the backup running back for the Jaguars. He's uh, questionable. He's got a bit of a hand injury. Cam Robinson has an illness, but I heard Cam practiced. I believe he practiced Friday. And um, so he may play since he practiced Friday. You may see him out there playing on Sunday today. LaVisca Chenault, this could be a great opportunity for LaVisca Chenault. He's been limited the last few days in practice with a hamstring injury. Now the reports are at the tail end of the week, like Friday and Saturday, he's listed as full, which means he's ready to play. Uh, Jared Wilson, the safety, was limited. Now it looks like he's back up to um, playing at full expectations uh, for the Jaguars, but still a lot of injuries. Um, let's see, line, the, the linebacker D Allen has an ankle injury, so he's been limited. DJ Chark is going to be out with a rib injury. Uh, Conley not going to play with a hip injury. So there's a lot of injuries on offense and defense for the Jaguars. And then I look at Cleveland. Heck, Cleveland's got as many or more injuries in the Jaguars. So. And I also understand that Todd Wash will not be on the field. The Jaguars defense coordinator, no, 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 no. He's he's not been fired. You know, Todd Wash is uh, it's COVID nineteen related issues and concerns where he may have been around someone that tested positive. We don't know the entire story, but we know Todd Wash will not be on the field at least this week and maybe next week as he is. Uh, you know, under the protocol situation. So no Todd Wash on the sidelines. Is that good or bad? <laughs> well, we'll see what happens. But it can't be good because the Jaguars got a lot of defenders out on defense. I mean, your number one pass rusher defensive end, Josh Allen, you know, is going to be out. The Jaguars are like, what, on their fourth cornerback now? So, again, We'll see what happens, but that's just a you know a little taste of the injury report. Uh, Luton is healthy, but he threw those four interceptions. So, um, you know, Luton, uh, Jake Luton is going to be the backup. Mike Glennon will start at quarterback uh, for the Jaguars today, of course. So we'll see again. We'll see what happens. I did want to take a look at James Robinson's stats up to the minute because there's a lot of people saying, "Hey, James Robinson." could be up for rookie of the year. So let's take a look at his rookie stats. You know, and he's played a lot of football. I expect them to feed him the ball today. He's uh, already attempted 172 rushing attempts for 762 yards. Heck, if Robinson stays healthy, the cat's going to get over a thousand yards. So, so he's looking pretty good. I mean, he's got some receiving yardage, too, on top of everything else. Um, of course, he's got some touchdowns. What's he up to? About seven touchdowns now. Let's take a look at the stats. James Robinson. See if I can find some totals on Robinson here. Okay. 
Okay, I'm looking for some totals on Robinson. Okay, actually five touchdowns is what he has. Okay, so he's got 10 games in the books, 172 rushing attempts for 762 yards. A very respectable, and I would say above average, 4.4 yards per carry, five touchdowns. Uh, He's given some of his fantasy owners some fantasy points, too, with the five touchdowns especially. So at 762 yards after 10 games, he's having a good year. If he stays healthy, you remember back in the old days when the NFL played 14 games and 1,000 yards really was a big deal in the 14-game season? Well, he's got a chance to uh, get up to 1,000 yards by that 14-game mark is where a lot of people, the old-timers, you know, judge running backs, you know, with 1,000 yards. But Robinson looks good. I think he's going to get the ball a few times today. Mike Glennon playing quarterback. You got two receivers out. Conley is out. Also, not only is Conley out, but, of course, your number one guy, DJ Chark, is out as well. So, LaVisca Chenault has had a hamstring injury, but it looks like toward the end of the week, it looks like he was getting better where he, where he may play. So, a couple of the rookies, you know, uh, you know, Colin out of Texas, he'll probably see some time as well. So, you're going to have some young guys, you know, some really young guys, um, you know, playing for the Jaguars today. You know, Colin Johnson. About six foot six wide receiver, twenty three years of age. Let's see what he can do. I haven't heard. I haven't heard that he's out. But you know, almost every Jaguars receiver is out. So it's a chance for Lavisca Chenault, uh, Colin Johnson, and I haven't. I hear Keelan Cole, of course, should be playing. So we'll take a look at all the guys that play today for the Jaguars. Again, the Brownies are a seven-point favorite. And again, we want to thank all of our sponsors that sponsored the Till Shirt Report, Anchor.fm, Saucerility, LakeUfallahits.com, LakeUfallahits.com, Internet Radio. It's all good. A lot of great songs at LakeUfallahits.com. And, of course, you can follow us at BigJReport.com. So the Jaguars hosting the Brownies. The Jaguars hosting the Browns at TIAA Bank Field. Kickoff 1 o'clock. As we record this podcast, the kickoff is getting ready to take place. So we'll be with you here on the podcast during the game. Also, we're going to take a little interlude to take a look at high school uh, football. The playoffs going on in North Florida, South Georgia, you know, the teams that, you know, basically we follow, you know, with BigJReport.com. Oh, by the way, for the game today, there is a slight chance of rain at TIA Bank Field, about a 20% chance of rain during the daylight hours. A rain chance will increase to 50% on Sunday night. But the game should be over with by, what, 4, 4.30 today. So typically just about a 20% chance of rain in the forecast. So we're going to take a look. We're going to take a look at some high school football, um, some high school football information for you during the uh, Till Shirt Report. But some exciting games. I tell you, Bowles in Jacksonville has really been playing some good football. There's a playoff game uh, really, really big um, this past Friday night. Uh, the high school games were played on Friday night, November the 27th. So, uh, and I'm looking at some pictures in the group. So, so sometimes I'll see a funny picture and get me laughing a little bit. 
Okay, so let's pull up. Gosh, a lot of good Florida Gators won over Kentucky 34 to 10. And uh, of course, uh, we will uh, talk about the SEC too. We got the SEC power rankings coming up. But before we get to all that, I heard FSU postponed again. So Mike Norvell at Florida State, who I think is a really good coach, he's kind of figured out a way to kind of kind of not lose for the last couple of weeks. But, you know, again, COVID-19 is a serious situation, so and we have to treat it that way. But, you know, Florida State doesn't mind not losing it at this point. I think Norvell's going to really put the Florida State Seminoles program back on its feet in the next two to three years as he starts getting his own players in there. Okay, let's take a look at some high school football, shall we? From North Florida, South Georgia, and surrounding areas, high school football playoff scoreboard, Jacksonville Bowls, Bulldogs 42, South Sumter High School 7, the Apopka Blue Darters, Apopka Blue Darters, they were winners over West Orange, Apopka Blue Darters 18, West Orange 9, a final. Uh, Seminole eliminated Sandalwood from the playoffs. And you know what's happening now? There's a lot of teams playing high school football, particularly this past Friday. All of these teams now are going to be cut in half. But as the playoffs continue, of course, next week or in the upcoming the upcoming week. But uh, Sandalwood was eliminated by Seminole. Seminole 48, Sandalwood Saints 20. Um, I saw a couple of scores on the rebound records game. And then the final... The final time I saw an update, it did have records winning the game. Um, Rebalt 26 records, 44. That's Tallahassee records, 44. Uh, Jacksonville Rebalt 26. Uh, University Christian 35. North Florida Christian 20. That was University Christian 35. North Florida Christian 20, the final score. Again, that's University Christian, 35, North Florida Christian, 20, the final score. Some other scores, Gainesville, Gainesville, uh, Buholtz, 28, Niceville, 22. Baker County got a really good football team, and they're still alive. Baker County Wildcats, 28. Baker County out of the McClenney area. Baker County, 28, Pine Forest, 19, the final. Madison County eliminated Union County, 18 to 7. Bartram Trail beat Spruce Creek. Bartram Trail 35 and Spruce Creek 13. And let's see, we're going to join Alex Nunry to get a report on the Trinity Christian Academy victory over Florida State High. Let's uh, get a report from Alex Nunry. Now, Alex does, uh, at this juncture, you know, in the uh, sports season, Alex follows high school football, but he also follows JU basketball. It's starting up now, so you may get a gamut of different things when we go to Alex, but we are going to get Alex's uh, football reports and some of his um, high school football interviews during the playoffs. We're going to take you to uh, Alex Nunnery. He was at the Trinity Christian uh, playoff game. As, of course, uh, let's see, Trinity Christian – Trinity Christian was playing Florida State High. Some people refer to him as Florida High, Florida State High, FSU High. Um, but we'll go to Alex Nunry's report of Florida State High and Trinity Christian Academy. Let's go to Alex and get his report. Alex. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Teal Shirt Report. 
My name is Alex Nunnery. We are here at Trinity Christian Academy, home of the seven-time state champion, Trinity Christian Conquerors. For a class 3A, round three of the Florida High School Athletic Association playoffs, tonight's football game features the visiting Florida High Seminoles coming to this game at 10-0, and the home team, York. Trinity Christian Conquerors that come into this game at 9 and 1. The Seminole located about a stone's throw from FSU. The Seminole head coach in his 15th season is Jared Hickman. The Conquerors head coach in his 30th season, Verlin Dormany. Unfortunately, he's going win the Florida High Seminoles. One of their coaches, Ryan Smith, passed away. We want to send our condolences to Coach Smith's family on the passing of a great coach in Ryan Smith. Ladies and gentlemen, the Seminoles' most notable alumni is former Jaguar and current Brown safety, Ronnie Harrison. Ladies and gentlemen, the Conqueror's most noble alumni is Kevin Tolliver and also the great first round pick Austin Martin. Ladies and gentlemen, the noble player for the Conquer for the Conquerors is their wide receiver number four. That's Marcus Burke. After the this is his final home game of his career, ladies and gentlemen. Marcus Burke will attend the University of Florida Gators. Ladies and gentlemen, the Seminoles quarterback from Florida High University is Trey Dotson. He is a four-star recruit. He is a junior. Ladies and gentlemen, we also want to welcome Terrell Jackson. Ronia Norton and Dylan Stubbs to the Teal Sherry Report. They are players for the Trinity Christian Conquerors. Terrell Jackson, ladies and gentlemen, will be playing at the Army next year. And ladies and gentlemen, also welcome Ja'Cory Jordan and Christian Ellis to the Teal Sherry Report. Jordan committed to Bowling Green State University and also one of the best offensive linemen in the Jacksonville area, Austin Barber as well. Ladies and gentlemen, during halftime, I, Alex Nunnery, will be on the radio, the trainee Christian radio man, his name is Raymond. He wanted to give us a shout out ladies and gentlemen so i'll be on the radio but after i do my radio segment with raymond i'll be giving you all the updates ladies and gentlemen we are listening to in 21 states as well good evening ladies and gentlemen we are here at the end of the first quarter here at conqueror stadium here at Beautiful Trinity Christian Academy. 
It's the Trinity Christian Conquers 21 and the Florida High Seminoles 7. Kinsley Johnson with a power return for a touchdown for the Conquerors to start the game off. Terrell Jackson with a pick six and Terrion Webb for a touchdown. Those are the three Conqueror touchdowns. Marcus Burke the Gator coming in with a beautiful catch from Ja'Cory Jordan. Jordan, a commit to Bowling Green State University. He is a senior. That's Kristen Ellis with the Trinity touchdown run from 20 yards. It's a fighting Conquerors 28 and the Florida High Seminoles 7 with 11-14 left in the second quarter. Ellis, a junior for Trinity. Lay showing the Trinity running back, Cherion. Webb, his cousin Demetrius Webb played for the Ed White Commanders and for the University of Florida Gator. Trarion is a Georgia commit, class of 2023. Number 20, Darnell Rodgers with the Trinity touchdown. It's 35-7, Conquerors leading. The Seminoles with 4.58 left in the first half. This game, Trinity looking like the better team right now in this game. Their star receiver, Marcus Burke, in his second year at Trinity, being told that he played at Oakleaf his first two years, being told he did not play his sophomore year football. But Marcus Burke, ladies and gentlemen, arguably one of the best wide receivers in the Jacksonville area, committed to the University of Florida Gators, the Gator Nation. Hi, Alex Miller. We'll be out of the swamp. We are here at the end of three here at Trinity Christian. It's a conquered 45 in the Florida State High School Seminoles. Seven. It looks like Trinity will play Ocala, Trinity Catholic next week in Ocala. The Trinity score was a long field goal by their kicker Stevenson. Twelve more minutes left of football. Yeah, the Conquer Stadium. Bulls, the Bulldogs, of 21 to nothing. Last time I checked that half, ladies and gentlemen, we have some sad news. The unfortunate career of the great Brandon Jennings high school career has came to an end as Sandalwood lost 49 to 20, I believe. The Sandalwood Saints linebacker Brandon Jennings committed to the University of Michigan. Langston Hardy's career, high school career, has also ended. But, ladies and gentlemen, what a season for this 
Sandalwood Saints by their quarterback, Chris Calhoun, and their wide receiver, Javon Beggs. Ladies and gentlemen, we do want to congratulate Trinity Christian on an impressive win in the regional championship. This game will have a running clock for the last 12 minutes of the football game. Conqueror is led by Corey Jordan at quarterback. He was 8 for 10 passing in the first half. And they were led by Marcus Burke. The receiver committed to the University of Florida Gators. The Corey Jordan committed to Bowling Green, the Falcons, and Lay's Shillman. One of the best running backs, the sophomore, Cherry on Red. Webb, his cousin, is D Webb, the former Gator, and Ed White commander. Cherry on committed to the University of Georgia, 2023 commit. The score was 7.38. Well, take that. About seven and a half minutes less in the game. The score is the Conquerors 45 and the Florida High Seminole 14. The Seminole just scored by quarterback number two, Trey Donaldson. That's his second touchdown of the game. Donaldson. A four-star recruit, one of the best dual-sport athletes in Florida, a junior. There he goes. That's Johnson. Kinsley Johnson once again for Trinity. A nice Okay, thank you for those, uh, you know, those great reports, Alex, from the Trinity Christian game. We're going to go right back to Alex and get some more interviews after that uh, big win uh, for Trinity Christian. Again, the Trinity Christian Academy, 45, Florida State High, 14. Uh, Gainesville, uh, Buholtz, let's see, Gainesville, Buholtz, 28, Niceville, 22. So Buholtz from Gainesville advancing to the next round, just like Trinity Christian Academy. Uh, Baker County, 28, Pine Forest, 19, the final. Madison County, eliminated Union. Madison County, 18, Union County, 7. Bartram Trail, Alex Nunry's old high school, where he went to high school. Bartram Trail, 35, Spruce Creek, 13, the final. So Bartram Trail will keep playing, playing on. They'll be playing in the next round. Moving on to, you know, further state high school tournament action. And again, Bartram Trail 35, Spruce Creek 13, Bartram Trail, the Bartram Trail Bears uh, remain remain in the tournament, right? St. Augustine defeated Pace, St. Augustine 34, Pace 7, a final. Fleming Island 42, the Atlantic Coast Stingray 7. Ocala Vanguard eliminated the Clay High School Blue Devils. Ocala Vanguard 38, Clay High School Blue Devils 7. Columbia County, Lake City. This is a team that is now, I believe they're now 5-5 five and five on the year. They're on a big winning streak. They've really gotten it together during playoff time now. Columbia County, Lake City, 28. Daytona Mainland, 26, the final. Orlando Edgewater, where my, uh, my mother went to school. 
Orlando Edgewater, 59. Vieira, nothing the final. Uh, South Georgia, South Georgia scores. Grayson, 43. Tiff County, nothing. Uh, Lowndes, 42. Newton, nothing. Uh, let's see, Whitefield Academy, 27. Savannah Country Day, 21. As Savannah Country Day is eliminated. Mitchell County up in uh, western Georgia. Southwestern Georgia, Mitchell County, 28. Johnson County, 22. Uh, Lee County up near, uh, you know, on the border of Albany, Georgia. Lee County, 49. Tucker, 17. Colquitt County, yeah, we know who used to coach over there. Rush Probst used to coach at Colquitt County. Now he's at Valdosta, but Colquitt County uh, won. Colquitt County, 49. Brookwood, three, a final. St. Ann Pacelli, I believe they're up around the Columbus, uh, Georgia area. St. Ann Pacelli, 37. Mount DeSales Academy, three. So Pacelli still in the tournament uh, in uh, western Georgia and south Georgia. Again, it was uh, St. Ann Pacelli, 37, Mount DeSales Academy, three, a final. Parkview eliminated the Camden County Wildcats. Uh, Parkview, 24. Camden County, Georgia, 17. Brooks County in South Georgia, Brooks County, 36. Claxton, nothing, the final. That's where they make that Claxton fruitcake, I believe, up there in Claxton, Georgia. Brooks County, 36. Claxton, nothing, the final. Carver up around the Columbus area defeated Hart County. Uh, Carver 32, Hart County 21. Irwin County 41, Jenkins County 7, a final. Dublin knocked out the Terrell County Greenway from up in southwest Georgia. Uh, Dublin 14, the Terrell County Greenway 12. Uh, Ware County 24, Dutchtown nothing. Valdosta, there we go, Rush Probst uh, 1, Valdosta uh, 52, Lovejoy 14, the final in the uh, playoffs in South Georgia. And in South Bama, now, you fall Alabama got eliminated last week, but they did finish with really a, a nice 9-3 uh, record and a seven-game winning streak for the Ufala Alabama Tigers. But they were eliminated uh, from the playoffs last week. Um, but a couple of games we wanted to tell you about in South Bama, Abbeville, Alabama, 60, Leroy, 45, the final. Boy. Oh, and uh, let's see. Wanted to tell you, Eufaula got eliminated by uh, the good old Blunt boys. They got eliminated by Blunt last week. Just wanted to double check that. That was a score uh, from last week. Eufaula did get eliminated by by Blunt. So um, wanted to report that again. Abbeville, Alabama, 60. Leroy, 45, a final. Gordo defeated Etowah up in Alabama. Gordo, 21. Etowah, 14, the final. And again, we're going to take you back to Alex Nunnery for more activities at Trinity Christian after the big victory after the game as uh, Trinity Christian Academy defeated Florida State High. It was Trinity Christian Academy, 45. Florida State High 14. Let's uh, now go back to Alex Nunnery with more post-game activities, uh, more interviews after the Big Trinity Christian Academy victory over Florida State High. Let's go back to Alex for high school football and more. Here at Al's, uh, our BigJReport.com contributor, Alex Nunnery. Alex? Minshew Mania in the house here at Trinity Christian Conquerors. 
Stadium. That the great Gardner Minshew in the house tonight here at Trinity Christian. All right. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. The Trinity Christian conquers with an impressive 45 to 14 win. We are here with one of the best quarterbacks in the area and Ja'Cory Jordan and the best wide receiver in Jacksonville. The University of Florida Gator commit Marcus Burke. If one of the, if one of y'all want to tell us about how tonight's game played. Well, we came out, we executed. We did, we practiced, we practiced hard and we came out and did our thing. All right, you want to say anything, Ja'Cory? Uh, I feel like we just came out, we made big plays. The defense helped us a lot, get us uh, momentum going, and we just ran through the night. All right, Ja'Cory trains with the six points. That's Denny Thompson. All right, good luck to Trinity at Ocala next week. We're here with Kensley Johnson, the man that led the Conquerors that gave them the intensity to play with some good spirit. Trendy with an impressive win. Tell us about how y'all came out with a very good start. Uh, we came out with a good game plan. And, you know, I got the punt, set it off, and then came back with a pick six. And then we were just up in there. Couldn't really stop it. All right, thank you. We're here with... We're here with T.J. Terrell Jackson, the Army Black Knight commit. Tell us about how your defense played tonight. We played lights out. We, we really should be 45-0, but you know they made, we made a couple of mistakes early in the game. So once we fix that up, they didn't really score after that. All right. Good luck against. Looks like y'all are playing the Trinity Catholic. Y'all should definitely beat them though. Good luck. Hey. Hey, go represent the 904. All right. We're here with one of the longest head coaches and one of the best, the seven-time state champion, Coach Verlin Dormany. Tell us about how your team played tonight. Uh, you know, the biggest part is we scored in all three phases of the game, you know, offensively, defensively, and in special teams. And when you jump out 14 nothing because of a special teams play and then a, a pick six, that really adds momentum. So I think that just kind of fueled us, and things just kind of snowballed from here. Kids played it. They did a great job. A great job. All right. Good luck first, TC. Hey, thanks, man. All right. We're here with one of the best 2022 quarterbacks in the Tallahassee area. I'm not going to school Well, he's playing. Well, a quarterback in high school, he, he said he's going to play safety but one of the best guard and forwards in basketball and Trey Donaldson. Tell us about how y'all played tonight. Uh, uh, it was a hard fought game. I mean, we came out slow. We didn't start how we usually do and uh, that showed. It showed extremely early and then uh, late in the game, we were trying to fight back, but it's a case of, uh, too little too late. All right, thank you. Hey, good luck next season, man. We're here with one of the best baseball commits, a junior for Florida High. He's committed to the UCF Knights, Drew Farrell. His dad played for the Red Sox and for the Seminoles. Just tell us about how you UCF is looking at you on the baseball side. 
Uh, I think they're excited for me. Um, I'm excited to go there. I'm, I'm going to try to play both uh, baseball and football there. So. All right. Thank you. Thank you. All right, we're here with Coach Jared Hickman, his 14th season at Florida High. He actually played at Florida High, and he played at App State. Just tell us about all y'all have gone through with the passing of your offensive line coach yeah. and, and yeah. how y'all played Answer tonight. It's, it's already answered. You know, it's tough. I mean, we just didn't get off to a very good start. You know, that's, that was the hardest part is we didn't get off to a very good start. Uh, you know, and when you do that against a good team, it's going to make it real tough. Yeah, it's been an incredible year, you know, and it's been tough. We've had our own challenges with losing Coach Smith before the season and then just trying to get through the season with all that you've had to do. And uh, But I couldn't be more proud of our seniors. I couldn't be more proud of our football team for all they've done. And um, we'll chalk this up to another lesson um, learned. It's different coming off yeah, of a state championship appearance and how people approach you. Uh, and we'll just we'll just keep working to you know get back. All right. And, of course, our condolences with Coach Ryan Smith and his family as well. All right. We're here. We're here with one of the best junior athletes in Jacksonville, and Christian Ellis. Tell us about how your conquerors played tonight. Oh man, we played great uh, all night. Came out setting the tone, you know. Jumped out early, 21-0, quick. First five minutes of the game, you know, we had a mission pool. We trying to get the state, you know, uh, for the state. How we're hungry, but we were hungry. So came out on a mission. All right, y'all won 10 straight, so y'all have had an impressive – oh, we're done, by the way. But but y'all have had – the Conquerors have won 10 straight games. They will play at Trinity Catholic. That will be next week. Hopefully, the Conquerors represent the 904. Good luck to all the 904 teams as well in the state semifinals. All right, we're here with one of the best O-linemen in Duval, the Jacksonville area. That's Austin Barber. Tell us about how y'all played tonight. You know, we played really well. This team was really good coming in. You know, they haven't lost. They were in the state championship last year, so we had to, we had to get back and uh, we had to get this. We're growing so we can uh, meet uh, Ocala Trinity and uh, get our redemption on it from the first round last year. All right, like Austin said, the Conquerors will play Ocala Trinity. Austin has tons of Power 5 schools, but he'll make his decision shortly. Good luck in your recruitment process, so man. Congrats to University Christian Bowles and Flintley Island and Baker County all winning tonight. As well as the Trinity Christian Conquerors. The Conquerors. Have one of the best running backs in Jacksonville and Trayon Webb. Also, ladies and gentlemen, congrats to Zamaron Boozer and it and his twin Cameron Boozer. Zamaron and Cameron both play basketball for JU. They are both true freshmen. They hail from Lynette, Alabama. Zamron made all of his shots Wednesday night. Congrats to JU men's basketball team on an impressive 66-51 to 
win over Southern Miss today. John Terrius James, a six foot eight junior forward, led the Dolphins with 21 points, eight rebounds, and two assists. James hails from Kershaw, South Carolina. And congrats to the Gators on an impressive win today. Trevez Johnson on his first ever career interception. Trevez hails from Bartram Trail High School here in Jacksonville. Congrats to the Gators on an impressive win today. Congrats to Trevez Johnson, a freshman defensive back for the Gators from Bartram Trail High School on his first ever college interception today. His dad, Willie Harris, played in the MLB for numerous teams. Also, congrats to Brenton Cox on a really good game for the Gators. And Jamarcus Weston as well. Cox hails from Atlanta. Weston hails from Clewiston. Weston, a sophomore, wide receiver for the Gators, number 82. Congrats to Isaac Ricks, Gene Delance, Quaylen Crum, and Chris Bogle and the Florida Gators on an impressive win over Kentucky. Ricks is a walk-on running back. He hails from here in Jacksonville, Terry Parker High School. Gene DeLance, an offensive lineman. He played at the University of Texas. He's of Haitian descent. And then Quaylen Crum, a walk-on defensive lineman. He hails from Orlando. Also, congrats to JU guard Losini Kamara on an impressive game the other night. He scored his first ever JU points. While the JU Dolphins have been winning the last two basketball games, one of their best freshmen and Nick Erickson hasn't played yet, but when he does, man, oh man, he's going to be really good for JU. Nick Erickson a freshman from Illinois. He is a forward at six foot seven for JU men's basketball. The Dolphins return home Wednesday night as they play at home versus Presbyterian College. Wednesday night at 7 p.m. Unfortunately, JU women's basketball team lost at USF today. The Lady Dolphins will host the Florida International Lady Panthers this coming up Saturday at Historic Swisher Gymnasium. Congrats to Jashari Graham and Ashley Malone on having two really good games for the Lady Dolphins. 
Graham has 24 points, and Malone has 21 points for the Lady Dolphins. Both are new to JU this year. Alex Nunry, thank you so much for some outstanding reports. From Alex Nunry, uh, talking high school football in which uh, Trinity Christian had a big win uh, back on Friday night, November the 27th, the day after Thanksgiving. I want to congratulate Trinity Christian on their uh, 45-14 victory over Florida State High, Trinity Christian Academy 45, Florida State High 14. And we gave you all the other high school football scores uh, in the podcast a little bit earlier. So thank you for tuning in. I want to thank Alex for the reports on not only high school football, but some reports on uh, JU basketball as well. I think he mentioned both the men's team and the uh, women's team at JU. So some good reports from Alex Nunnery, who does interviews for us on the Teal Shirt Report. Alex Nunnery, one of our BigJReport.com uh, contributors. And uh, we do want to thank Alex uh, helping us to produce this uh, podcast that we call the Teal Shirt Report. We're recording our podcast today on this Sunday afternoon, November the 29th. The Jaguars uh, here in Jacksonville on this Sunday hosting the Cleveland Browns at TIA Bank Field. That's at TIAA Bank Field. I'm watching the, the coin toss of this game. You know, even the guys, the, the officials and the players involved in the coin toss, they all got masks on. So social distancing on the coin toss. How about that? That takes it to a whole new level, right? Okay. So the Jags game getting underway. They haven't kicked off yet. So we're going to talk some SEC football here. We've got the new power rankings. Can you believe that? The new power rankings are out from uh, BigJReport.com, the BigJReport.com SEC Power Rankings. Alabama, another blowout win. Alabama beat Auburn 42-13, to and there's no doubt Alabama has separated themselves from almost everybody in the conference. Alabama 8-0. Florida with a nice win over Kentucky. Florida 7-1 and number two in the power rankings. Texas A&M is third at 6-1. Georgia 6-2 coming off a an easy win over South Carolina. South Carolina's got problems. You know, they just fired their coach. Auburn 5-3 and three after being dismantled by Bama. Missouri is now 4-3. and three. They've won two games in a row also. And Missouri is um, vastly becoming that surprise team. 4-3 and three is their record. We were expecting them to be way down at the bottom of the SEC as maybe one of the three bottom feeders that we talked about. Uh, before the season started, but now Missouri has picked up their fourth win. They're four and three. Um, Missouri, they've won two in a row. How about Ole Miss? They've won three in a row. Ole Miss is four and four, including an Egg Bowl victory over Mississippi State. Ole Miss is four and four, ranked seventh in our SEC power rankings. LSU three and four is eighth. Florida still has to play LSU, and I saw a report today that Alabama, it looks like Alabama is going to play LSU. And there's a chance that all of the all fourteen of the Southeastern Conference teams could actually get all of their ten games on their schedule in uh, before you know before December ends. Uh, the Southeastern Conference Championship game scheduled to be played in mid to late December. I wonder if the SEC title game could be pushed back another week. Um, as of now, the SEC title game. 
I believe it's actually scheduled for December the 19th. And you know, Florida plays LSU the week before the championship game, but they're going to try to make up some games that any games that have been postponed. Um, let's see the Southeastern conference, um, the Southeastern conference championship game, of course, will be played in obviously, um, mid to late December. I was trying to look up, um, and normally it's played in early December, but of course we're in kind of a COVID-19 situation, and there's a chance the title game could be moved. But as of right now, the SEC championship game is scheduled for uh, Saturday, December the 19th at Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta, Georgia. So it's either going to be played December the 19th. There could be a sh- – maybe there's a chance it might be moved back a week depending on – COVID-19 and any more postponements or cancellations. But reports I heard today from the SEC network seem to think that there is a chance, there is a chance that almost everybody could get almost all of their 10 games in at this point. So let's go back to the power rankings. The SEC power rankings, Ole Miss is four and four. Ole Miss has won three wins in a row. You really got to credit you know, Lane Kiffin, the new head coach, and also uh, quarterback Matt Corral, who's putting up some great numbers. You know, he was recruited um, when Jim McElwain was the coach at Florida. I mean, he recruited uh, Matt Corral and had a commitment from Corral. And then after Dan Mullen took the job, you know, after McElwain and the Gators went their separate ways, um, what happened is, you know, after Can McElwain, what did we say, canned McElwain? I guess he was canned. Basically, Florida and McElwain went their separate ways. Uh, McElwain was an assistant coach at Michigan for one year. Now he's the head guy at Central Michigan. So McElwain's still coaching. But you got to give McElwain some credit. As I'm, I'm watching the Jaguars-Browns game, just saw LaVisca Chenault make a nice catch. He is playing, coming off that hamstring injury. Man, he looks like he's excited to be out there. There's no score. Zero zero Jags and Browns, but uh, Lavisca Chenault caught a pass, and let me tell you what—he broke two or three tackles. It took three or four guys to bring down Chenault uh, here in Jacksonville today. So it looks like the Jags are going to make an effort. This could maybe this could be uh, Chenault's coming out party today. Mike Glennon is the quarterback. He's also going to be handing the ball to to Robinson. Robinson made about three or four yards. On the last play, there were flags down there. Maybe maybe a hold on the Jaguars as they look like they're going back the other way. First quarter, Browns and Jags, no score. So let's get back to – actually, they're calling a legal procedure on the Jaguars. Okay. Let's go back to the SEC power rankings. We left off with Ole Miss at 7-7. We talked about Ole Miss's quarterback who actually changed up. He was committed to Florida, then decided to go to Ole Miss. And, um, hey, Ole Miss has won three games in a row. They're now four and four, and they're, this is about the highest I've had them in the power rankings. Seventh, Ole Miss is four and four. LSU is now eighth at three and four. Arkansas, three and five. Uh, Kentucky, three and six. Tennessee's 11th at two and five. Let's back up a little bit. LSU's eighth. Arkansas ninth. Kentucky is 10th at three and six. Tennessee is uh, 11th at two and five. Mississippi State, who lost the Egg Bowl to Ole Miss 31-24. Mississippi State 
is uh, two and six and, and 12th in our power rankings in the SEC. South Carolina has been clinging to that 13th spot in our power rankings for the last two weeks now. When they first hit that 13th spot, all of a sudden, it's like South Carolina found out we're 13th in the the uh, BigJReport.com SEC power rankings, and lo and behold, they, you know, they fired uh, uh, Muschamp, and they're going to be looking for a new coach. Mike Bobo is the interim coach um, right now for the South Carolina Gamecocks. The Gamecocks, South Carolina is two and seven. They're thirteenth in the power rankings. Vanderbilt, who used the female kicker from the soccer team, I think she made one kick, maybe an onside kick, so she did actually participate in a Power 5 college football game, first female that has participated in a Power 5 uh, college football game. And I think she made one kick. It was like a it was like a kind of a floating onside kick. It was kind of a deep onside kick, kind of a spinner kick. But, you know, she got in the game and toe meant leather. You know, as Al Sherado used to say, uh, the old Georgia Tech announcer. That's passed on a few years ago. So South Carolina is two and seven, thirteenth in the power rankings. Vanderbilt is zero and eight. Let's go around the league on Saturday, November the twenty eighth. Arkansas and Tennessee were off. I know they played back on uh, November the seventh, but Arkansas and Tennessee did not have conference games this week. Alabama blasted Auburn forty two to thirteen, but Auburn's still hanging on to the fifth spot in the power rankings at five and three. Alabama 42, Auburn 13, Texas A&M held on against LSU, Texas A&M 20, LSU 7, Florida after a slow start in Kentucky actually had a 10 to 7 lead in this game, like late in the first quarter, early in the second quarter, I think it was late in the first quarter, and then, you know, Florida had that, what was it, a punt return for a touchdown, Florida 34, Kentucky 10 the final. Georgia, easy winners over South Carolina, 45-16. to 16. Georgia looked pretty good. I mean, they're, they're still fourth in the power rankings at 6-2. and two. Georgia, 45, South Carolina, 16. Missouri, 41, Vanderbilt, nothing. And Ole Miss won the old Egg Bowl. Ole Miss and Lane Kiffin, 31, led by their, their fine quarterback, Matt Corral. Ole Miss, 31. Mike Leach of Mississippi State, 24. So Ole Miss wins the Egg Bowl, Ole Miss 31, Mississippi State 24. That's going to do it for the BigJReport.com SEC Power Rankings. Uh, We'll continue with the Teal Shirt Report. We'll talk more about the Jaguars. Games no score uh, in the first quarter between the Jags uh, here in Jacksonville. The Jags hosting the Cleveland Browns. Cleveland a seven-point favorite in this game. Also, we'll talk North Florida Entertainment and a few other things coming up, so stay tuned. You're listening to the Teal Shirt Report. Hey, uh, how about this Jags game as the Teal Shirt Report continues? No score in the first quarter. Uh, Dewan Smoot has a sack for the Jaguars. Miles Jack, a nice tackle, blowing up a, a run. I think Nick Chubb did for Cleveland. So the Jags defense off to a decent start. Got a little bit of field position. Still no score 
in the first quarter. Let's take a look at North Florida Entertainment. Of course, earlier in the podcast, we did take a look, of course, at the SEC, the updated, the updated BigJReport.com SEC power rankings. And uh, right now, let's uh, take a look at North Florida Entertainment. I mean, uh, let's take a look at some concerts that are actually coming up, uh, such as 38 Special on December the 10th you know, at the Florida theater. So we actually uh, do have some shows uh, that we can talk about. And that's always, a, you know, it's always a great thing. Shows that are now scheduled 38 special on December the 10th of 2020 at eight o'clock PM at the historic Florida theater uh, here in Jacksonville, Florida with 50% capacity. You will need to wear a mask. You will need to wear a mask. And of course, social distancing, you know, the Florida Theater holds about 1,900 people or more. So if you're talking about 50% capacity, you're talking, what, maybe 900 to 950 people thereabouts. So 38 Special will be at the Florida Theater, the Florida Theater uh, reopening for concerts in December now. 38 Special on December the 10th of 2020 at 8 o'clock p.m., at the historic Florida Theater in Jacksonville, Florida, with fifty uh, percent capacity, you will you will need to wear a mask and, of course, social distancing. Elton John later on down the road, not in twenty 2020 twenty or twenty twenty one, but Elton John, the Elton John Goodbye Yellow Brick Road Farewell Tour will be held in twenty twenty two on April the twenty third of twenty twenty two at the Vice Star Veterans Memorial Arena. Uh, here in uh, Jacksonville, Florida. So that's a brief look at North Florida Entertainment, but at least we've got some concerts that we know that are coming up. So taking a look at this game in the first quarter, the Jags and Cleveland no score. I see Ke- Keelan Cole in the lineup. Uh, the Jags have been giving the ball to running back James Robinson a good bit. We, we did take a look at his season stats a little bit earlier in this podcast. I see Mike Lennon gets good protection. Is throwing the ball high up for Cole, but it goes incomplete. Uh, let's see. Glennon threw it up in the air, but looks like Cole was actually double covered on that play. So still no score in the first quarter between the Jaguars and Cleveland on this Sunday, November the 29th. I mean, Cole on that play showed his speed. He uh, actually got in between a couple of defenders. The pass, uh, not a bad pass, but some good defense. Man, they could have almost called pass interference on the Browns, but they didn't do it. They let that play go, and I think that was actually a good call. So you're in the first quarter. Big news, Mike Glennon is starting for the Jaguars in this game. He's been handing the ball off to you know James Robinson a good bit, throwing some occasional passes. LaVisca Chenault had a nice catch a little bit earlier uh, here in the first quarter. Uh, Dewan Smoot had a sack in the game. Miles Jack, a really nice tackle of uh, Nick Chubb in the backfield, a good timing play. So here we are, no score. Cleveland and Jacksonville. Cleveland nothing, Jacksonville nothing. Cleveland is a seven-point favorite uh, here in Jacksonville at TIAA Bank Field. So thank you for listening uh, to the Teal Shirt Report. Again, looking at some good football right now with the Jaguars in Cleveland, knotted up 0-0 about midway through the first quarter. You're listening to our Teal Shirt Report podcast. This is episode number 75. Boy, I see the officials threw a flag. Looks like the Jags are walking backwards. (laughs) 
you know, the Jags have not gotten any breaks from the officials for the most part. And uh, looking at the, uh, you know, they're halfway through the first quarter, seven minutes and 31 seconds ago in the first quarter, the Jags in Cleveland, no score. So the Jags defense has not given up any points yet. So we'll see what happens. Mike Glennon uh, gets a rare start at quarterback uh, for him. It's been a while since he started a game. And I see he just uh, completed a pass uh, to the tight end out in the flat. That was Tyler Eifert. Looks like Tyler's short of the first down. So got a fourth down coming up for the Jaguars. Um, Looks like they're inside the 40-yard line. Maybe too long for a field goal here. As you're, you know, you're getting kind of an inside look at, you know, the um, the teal shirt report. Oh, they're going to try a long, long field goal. Man, this is going to be a long one here. Fourth down and five. The Jags are actually going to try a field goal. It's about a 53-54 yarder. It is, um, looks like he's got the length. And it is actually good. The kick is good. Wow. Nice kick by number seven. That's not the guy that kicked last week, though. Wow, three points for the Jaguars. We'll have to find out who that <laughs> who that kicker was. Boy, the Jags have played musical chairs with their kickers all season long because I think Chase McLaughlin, we bragged on him in the last podcast, and then lo and behold, we heard this week he was all of a sudden in the uh, COVID-19 protocol. Um I, I guess McLaughlin, the kicker, boy, and he didn't really need that too. He's, you know, hanging by a thread with his job anyway, even though that, you know, he, even though he's actually probably kicked the best of all the backup kickers that Jags have used up to this point. But hey, number seven just put it through the uprights, and the Jaguars have a three to nothing lead in the first quarter over the Browns. We'll continue with the Teal Shirt Report coming up. Please stay tuned. We're brought to you by Anchor.fm. Remember, for the simplest and easiest way to make a podcast, and don't forget, you know, they've made a lot of enhancements and improvements over the last couple of months. That's Anchor.fm, the easiest and simplest way to make a podcast. Uh, we also want to thank uh, Larry Saucer at Saucer Realty for North Florida, uh, real est- for your North Florida real estate needs, whether it's home, residential, business, or commercial real estate. Remember, Saucer Realty, you can find a link uh, to get to their website, go to bigjreport.com. Scroll the home page. Uh, you'll find the 24-7 weather information for North Florida. Scroll the home page, and you'll find the link to Saucer Realty. We also want to thank LakeUfalaHits.com. Lake Eufaula. LakeUfalaHits.com for internet radio. It's all good. Some of the best recognizable hits of all time as far as music goes. Check out LakeUfallahits.com. And you can always follow us at BigJReport.com. You're listening to the Teal Shirt Report. Looks like the Jags have a 3 to nothing lead over Cleveland in the first quarter. Uh, we'll continue with more coming up. Okay, you're listening to the Teal Shirt Report. We we did some quick research. Um, you know, we 
we know that Josh Lambeau, you know, signed a you know really good contract with the Jags. What about a year ago? Um, you know, he's making pretty good money as a kicker, but he got hurt this year. He came back and kicked and, you know, kind of re-aggravated an injury. And now we understand that Lambeau is pretty much out for the year. We know the Jaguars have used Steve Stephen Hauschka, former Seattle Seahawks kicker, kicked with several other teams in the league, and apparently Hauschka didn't have it anymore. Uh, he missed a couple of kicks, and the Jags got rid of him. John Brown um, has kicked with the Jaguars also. And, of course, uh, the guy kicking today, of course, uh, there was another guy, too, the last guy, um, you know, that was kicking. Boy, there's so many kickers to keep up with. It's it's amazing when you think about it. So the last guy that kicked for the Jaguars actually kicked really good the last game, and he made a couple of field goals, but now we understand he's in the, the COVID protocol. That's uh, Chase. What's his name? Chase McLaughlin, right? I believe his name's Chase McLaughlin. He kicked a couple of field goals last week, and uh, or actually the week before. I guess he kicked one against Pittsburgh because the Jags got beat. What? What was it? Twenty-seven to three. So he kicked a field goal against Pittsburgh, but then the week prior to that, kicked a couple of field goals. But um, he's on the uh, the COVID reserve list now. So. Look at the kickers the Jags have gone through. And then there was a practice squad guy that, you know, I can't even remember his name. He uh, The first week he kicked, he missed an extra point. We never really heard anything out of him again. And uh, then the Jags went to, um, who was it, Ro- uh, Roses? The guy that's kicking now, the guy that is kicking now did kick for the Jaguars. I remember one of the kickers, it might have been Rosas, he he got, I think he, he may have gotten hurt hurt and came back. So there's been a lot of injuries with kickers this year, uh, particularly with the Jaguars. But uh, the kicker now that's kicking today is a player the Jags had on the practice squad. Jaguars signed ex-New York Giants kicker Aldrick Rosas uh, to the practice squad back on September the 29th of 2020. Um, and they used Aldrick Rosas earlier in the season, the first time Lambeau got hurt. Then Lambeau came back, and um, he re-aggravated an injury, and I think Lambeau's Lambeau's out for the year now, from what I understand. But Rosas is back kicking again. You know, if he keeps putting them through the pipes, if he keeps putting them through the uprights from that last kick was, what, 53, 54 yards, he may keep the job. Chase... um, Chase McLaughlin, I mean, um, you know, he he was kicking pretty good too, but now he's in the COVID-19 uh, protocol with issues and concerns there for him. So the Jags lining up another kicker. The, when we were uh, away for our interlude a moment ago, we understand uh, Jarvis Landry caught a touchdown pass from Baker Mayfield, and uh, Cleveland now leads in the first quarter. Cleveland seven, the Jacksonville Jaguars three with less than two minutes to go. In the first quarter, the Jags are uh, giving the ball quite a bit, feeding uh, rookie um, undrafted free agent, rookie running back James Robinson a good bit. Um, We just saw a complete pass on the last play to Colin Johnson. He's got a chance to make a name for himself today, along with LaVisca Chenault. The two rookies should see a lot of time in this game due to the injuries to to Chris Conley. Conley's out. Also, DJ Chark is out of uh, this game as well. So you're going to see a, a, a big diet of uh, Keelan Cole 
LaVisca Chenault, and then uh, Colin Johnson, the, uh, the rookie out of Texas. So the game is Cleveland 7, the Jacksonville Jaguars 3, and you're listening to the 75th episode of the Teal Shirt Report. And uh, the Jags have been playing some, some good ball today. They're in this game. The Browns lead 7-3 to three with about 59 seconds ago in the first quarter. So, again, thank you for listening in. Thank you for tuning tuning in to the 75th episode of our, you know, our Teal Shirt Report podcast. My name is Scott. I want to thank all of our listeners. We're listened to in as many as 21 states. We're listened to internationally in many, many different countries. I want to say hello to Andy Powers, who listens to us in uh, Wales, in uh, the UK and Wales in the uh, that's in the Newport area of uh, Wales. We got listeners in Ireland, Germany, New Zealand, Hong Kong. Hey guys, and um, let's see, also um, Montreal and Quebec up in Canada, uh, France, and I see the Jags are still running the ball. And James Robinson is a guy who, who ran that last play late in the first quarter. It looked like no gain, and all of a sudden he found his way to pick up a couple of yards. So you really got to like the way that guy runs. This is a guy you don't want to let get away. James Robinson needs to be on the team next year in 2021. This He might be the rookie of the year. He's got over 700 yards rushing after the first 10 games. So he's got a chance to hit a, you know, hit a thousand yards by what he's kind of on a pace to do it by game 13, 14 or 15, if he stays healthy. And uh, he's got over 700 yards rushing on the season. You got a veteran quarterback playing today and he's playing. Mike Lennon is playing pretty well. He's not a superstar. He just threw another complete pass to LaVisca Chenault. And it looks like the first quarter is going to wind down now. And it is uh, one quarter in the books, the Cleveland Browns, as uh, we're kind of giving you our thoughts on watching the game a little bit. It's uh, Cleveland 7, the Jacksonville Jaguars 3 after the first quarter. And ladies and gentlemen, you're listening uh, to our Teal Shirt Report. I want to thank our sponsors, Anchor.fm. Of course, Saucer Realty. Uh, LakeUfallahits.com, where it's all good. And you can follow us, of course, at BigJReport.com. So we'll keep it here since we're in the middle of a game. And a little bit earlier in the podcast, we gave you the Southeastern Conference Power Rankings, the BigJReport.com Southeastern Conference Power Rankings for college football from really the best conference out there, the Southeastern Conference. So we gave you the SEC power rankings. We gave you plenty of high school football playoff action from North Florida, South Georgia, even, you know, um, pockets of uh, South Alabama as well. So, again, in this podcast, Teal Shirt Report podcast episode show number 75, we've given you the SEC power rankings high school uh, football scores from the playoff games here in late November. And we are recording this podcast on Sunday, November the 29th. We'll watch the game today. We'll continue to uh, come back and, and give you updates on our episode show number 75 of the Teal Shirt Report podcast. So again, hey, again, thank you for listening, okay? Uh, we'll be right back and uh, actually should have the final score of the Cleveland at Jacksonville game before we leave episode show number 75. And again, thank you for listening. 
You are listening to the Teal Shirt Report. Thank you for tuning in. We got the the coffee with pumpkin spice, and when we were away, we're watching the game, and hey, Mike Glennon has played pretty good today. He's thrown a couple of touchdown passes. Um, He's done better than I think most people thought he would. He threw a nice touchdown pass to Colin Johnson, also hit tied in Tyler Eifert for a touchdown pass. The Jags defense played well, I'd say, in parts of the first half. However, the Jags have been kind of worn down in the second half. You've seen uh, running back Nick Chubb break off a couple of big runs. Um, So has Kareem Hunt. And right now, late in the fourth quarter, the Cleveland Browns lead the Jaguars 27-19. So Cleveland has uh, an eight-point lead. The Jags had decided to go for two points after their last touchdown. And the officials are discussing things as they often do. Fourth quarter of the game, Cleveland with a 27-0 lead, and we're glad we're able to hang in here with you through the whole game uh, during the 75th show and episode of the Teal Short Report podcast. I want to go ahead and thank Alex Nunry, all the great, you know, high school football interviews and comments Alex made. He's one of our producers on the Teal Short Report. I want to thank JC from from over in South Alabama who handles the South Alabama and Western uh, Georgia area for us. Thank you, JC, um, for your freelance writing on BigJReport.com. And, of course, one of our producers of the Teal Shirt Report. So the officials are doing a uh, chain measurement. Cleveland challenged, and it looks like it's um, – Short of the first down. Cleveland leads 27 to 19. Again, we want to thank our sponsors. Anchor.fm, the easiest and simplest way to do a podcast. Lots of great enhancement and improvements with Anchor. You know, you can listen to us on Anchor. And you can listen really straight on through with Anchor now because they've really made some nice improvements and enhancements. But we're on Anchor, you know, whatever platform works best for you, whether it's Anchor, Spotify, Buzzsprout, Apple Podcasts, Pod Paradise, uh, Himalaya. So the Browns have third down in inches with a little over five minutes to play in the game. The Browns, the Brownies with a 27 to 19 lead. Oh, Baker Mayfield threw a pass, looked like kind of behind the. Um, Receiver, I think that was the back out of the backfield. The pass was kind of behind him, and he dropped it. So now the Browns have four down in inches uh, coming up. And uh, Mayfield was kind of chased out of the pocket. Jags defense playing hard. But again, at times, you know, I have seen different looks. um, And I don't know if Todd Wash is communicating with uh, Joe, I believe it's Joe Dana, who's normally, you know, is an assistant coach, one of the secondary coaches, defensive back coaches for the Jaguars. He's running the defense today. I don't know if he's on the phone with, oh, my goodness, it looked like the Browns went for it on 
fourth down. They got close. The Jags thought they stopped them there. So we'll see. This is a this is a big exchange here with 529 to play in the fourth quarter. So Joe Dana is uh, running the Jags defense up up in looks like he was up in the press box running the Jags defense. Todd Wash, of course, is not on the field. And I'm assuming not in the stadium either because he's uh you know, he's on the COVID-19 reserve list. Look like the Jags stopped him. They should show the highlight of that. I think the Jags stopped him, and um, they're going to bring out the chains again and measure on a fourth down play. You know, Baker Mayfield you know, had an incomplete pass on third down. Looks like the Jags had stopped him. But let, let's see if we got some cooking on this uh, measurement. Uh, oh, my goodness. Looks like Cleveland. Looks like Cleveland's a Man, they're a half inch short, a half inch short of the first down. It's going back to the Jags. Jags have new life. Mike Glennon has played well today. Uh, also want to mention James Robinson, who, who could be a guy that um, has an opportunity, to, depending on how he finishes out the season. He's got 19 carries for 91 yards, and that should now put him over 800 yards for the season. You know, and the Jaguars now at one and nine, they're actually in their eleventh game. So he's got over eight hundred yards, got a good shot of getting a thousand yards over the next two to three games, I would think. So uh, free agent running back James Robinson, undrafted free agent running back James Robinson out of Illinois State. He had really a prolific career at Illinois State, where I believe he got like over four thousand yards rushing in his entire career. And I tell you, that's one good move. You got to give the Jags uh, front office, Dave Codwell, the GM. Dave has, Dave has made some good moves, and Dave has made some bad moves. He's kind of 50-50 or less. And then you got Doug Marone there. Sometimes Doug doesn't argue with the officials and make his point enough because I think we lost a couple of games due to – I mean, I know people say, well, you can't blame these losses on the officiating, but the Texans game – and the Green Bay game could have been won if uh, a couple of ridiculous calls, you know, if one call against the Texans had been made and the other call against Green Bay had not been made, I think the Jags got two more wins, you know, is what I think. So we're late in the fourth quarter. Right now Cleveland is leading Jacksonville. It's Cleveland 27, the Jags 19. want to thank all of our listeners all over the world. Uh, we're listened to also in as many as 21. Um, we're listened to in as many as 21 different states. A lot of listeners in Florida, Georgia, Alabama. I want to say hello to Mad Max in, in Alabama listening in from Eufaula. Uh, I want to say hello to a lot of folks that listen out of Ohio, uh, Colorado. Uh, we got folks in Minnesota, New Jersey, uh, Oregon. We've actually got um, a handful of folks in Oregon that listen to the podcast too. So welcome and thank you for listening to the Teal Shirt Report podcast. Getting close to the end of this game, we certainly want to, you know, give you the final score before we go. This is um, historic episode number seventy-five of the Teal Shirt Report. Remember, hey, if it's if it's not 
you know, if you don't hear it on the Till Shirt Report, it's it's simply not relevant because we go over everything. Jacksonville Jaguars, North Florida Entertainment. On this particular episode, we even gave you uh, the updated uh, SEC rankings, the SEC Power Rankings, the BigJReport.com SEC Power Rankings. I see the officials got his microphone on, and that always makes me nervous. But uh, five minutes, 29 seconds to go. Five minutes and 29 seconds to go in the game. Cleveland with a 27-19 lead. The Jags never should have gone for that two-point conversion. Now they're eight points behind. <laughs> so some of the some of the things that Mr. Maroon does uh, irritate me some. Okay, so we're watching the game now. I see Mike Lennon's going to throw a long pass out, well overthrown. Uh, Colin Johnson caught a touchdown pass. He was the intended receiver on that last uh, – Long pass by Glennon. Glennon has played. I think he threw that one away. But Glennon has overall played very, very well. Got to give him credit. Um, Glennon's got a couple of touchdown passes. Um, one to wide receiver, rookie wide receiver Colin Johnson, big tall, six foot six rookie. He caught a touchdown pass. So did um, veteran tight end Tyler Eifert in his uh, first year of his two year contract uh, with the Jacksonville Jaguars. So we're watching this game. Uh, let's see, Glennon just threw a complete pass out to, let's see, that's number 80, made the catch uh, for the Jacksonville Jaguars. That is O'Shaughnessy. James O'Shaughnessy made about a 10-yard catch, and the Jags got a first down with about five minutes to play. So we're watching the game right now. We want to thank you for listening to the Teal Shirt Report. Again, we're listening to in as many as 21 different states. Worldwide and internationally in Germany, New Zealand. Glennon throws another pass. Oh, it's deflected away. And incomplete. Looks like it was intended for O'Shaughnessy who made the last catch. But there's four minutes, 44 seconds to go in the game. And uh, before we leave the 75th episode, you know, we're going to we're going to keep it right here. Get you the final score. Give you our thoughts as we can here in the 75th episode of the Teal Shirt Report. This is a critical uh, series for the Jaguars. They got a second down and 10. The Jaguars have it at about their own 32-yard line. And uh, Mike Lennon has played pretty well. He just threw another complete pass out up near midfield around the Jaguar 49-yard line. And uh, that is going to be Colin Johnson. And Johnson... Let's give Johnson some credit today. That's about uh, that's about three catches I've seen Johnson make today, and uh, one also went for a touchdown. Looks like the Jets are going to remain winless. They're getting beat by Miami uh, this afternoon, twenty to three. That's a partial score, game not concluded. But looks like uh, the Jets are going to lose again. Oh, nice run by uh, James Robinson. He broke a tackle, ran it outside, and. Made a nice 20-yard run or better all the way down to near the uh, Jaguars' 20-yard line or inside the 20-yard line. And, uh, and let's give Robinson his props. I mean, that that run puts him over 100 yards for the day. And I'm looking at the highlight. I'm looking at the highlight of the play. And let's see, yeah, nice hole, nice hole in there. The offensive line has done a pretty good job today. They 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 had some seal blocks in there. 
Robinson cut it inside and then back outside. He is a running back. I mean, he cuts it inside, cuts it back outside, and and he's a smooth runner. And uh, he's definitely a good signing, the undrafted free agent running back out of Illinois State. Oh, Glennon throws a pass into the end zone, but it's not held by the uh, tight end, number 88. Glennon looks like he got shaken up a little bit on that play, too. Was that Eifert again? Eifert caught a touchdown pass earlier. Oh, he just couldn't quite hold that one about a yard or two deep deep in the end zone. You're listening to the Teal Shirt Report. Glennon looked like he might have hurt his left wrist a little bit on that player, favored his left hand when he got up, but he shakes it, shakes it off. That was Eifert that could not hold that last pass. It was a, it was a very difficult catch to make for Eifert. Eifert comes off the field to take a take a rest after kind of shaking himself up and has to shake himself off after that last play. So three minutes, 48 seconds to play. Cleveland with a 27-19 lead over Jacksonville. And we'll be back to, to wind up the Teal Shirt Report here in just a moment. I'm going to watch some of this. Uh, the last part of this game, and we'll be back to report to you. Okay, you're listening to the Teal Shirt Report. While you know, while we took that little interlude, the Jaguars scored. James Robinson ran it in from my goodness, what three or four yards out for for a touchdown. He's got well over 100 yards rushing today. Sadly for the Jaguars, uh, Mike Lennon rolled out trying to complete a pass. Looked like he might run for the two point conversion and said, "Hey, I can't beat that guy to the corner of the end zone." So he threw a pass back the other way against the grain pass was deep in the end zone and and not complete. The two point conversion fails. The Jags are kicking off, but there's only two minutes and 14 seconds to play uh, here in the fourth quarter. So the Browns are going to try to run the clock out. Um, the Jags have gone for two, two point conversions and not got either one of them. So they have left points. They've left points out there. They'd have kicked two extra points. We'd have a tie game right now. So that's um, that's definitely uh, coaching decisions that have you know obviously come into play uh, here in this game of Cleveland. So right now Cleveland does have a twenty-seven to twenty-five lead, and they're going to try to run the clock out with about two minutes and fourteen seconds to go. Uh, Cleveland's going to run the ball. They're going to oh they're going to get a first down. They're going to get a chance to run this clock out. Clock's going to go down to the, you know, the two-minute, the two-minute warning here. Again, thank you for listening to the 75th episode, the 75th episode and show of the Teal Shirt Report. I see there's an injured Jaguar down on the field. Number 52. Is that Smoot? Is that Smoot that's down? Let me see. Whoever's down, it looks like they're looking at his right leg, maybe right knee area. 
but he's laying on his back and down. Let's try to find out who that, um, you know, that number 52 is uh, for the Jaguars. Looks like um, without, you know, without the number, um, looks like it could be, looks like it could be Smoot. That's actually, um, it looks like it may be Devon Hamilton uh, down on the field. Okay. So, which is not a good thing. Um, Devon Hamilton, the nose guard defensive tackle, he was drafted uh, by the Jaguars. You know, on that last drive, I saw Ben Barch in the game. First time I've really watched him, the rookie offensive lineman, playing a little left guard out there. At number 78, he got really excited and really into that touchdown run that James Robinson made a few minutes ago, even though the Jags did not convert uh, the two-point conversion. So, looks like uh, Devon Hamilton may be the injured Jaguar, and that's a shame because he's played very, very well. The coaches like him a good bit, and let's hope he's not injured too seriously. Yeah, that's number 52, Devon Hamilton, the uh, – Six foot four, three hundred and twenty pound defensive tackle. Played some nose guard in college at uh, Ohio State, and looks like he's down on the field right at the um, you know right at the uh, two minute uh, warning. Looks like Cleveland's going to win this game today. They just got a first down on that last play, and really all they got to do is run the clock out. The Jags have given it a valid effort uh, when you consider Cleveland came into this game a seven point favorite. The Jags losing by two points. And again, two two-point conversions that the Jags failed on when maybe they should have just kicked the extra point. I was definitely – you had to go for the, the two-pointer the last time to, to tie the game up. But the one before that, I was really surprised. Um, Devon Hamilton is being loaded on a cart now. The uh, six foot four, 310-pound player out of Ohio State. I may be looking at two different – yeah, they've got him listed. Uh, I, I think uh, Jaguars.com had him listed at 320 pounds. CBS had him listed at 310, but he may be losing some weight as the season goes on here. Look like Cleveland got away with a hold as I'm, I'm looking at the highlight there. So that's a shame. Devon Hamilton has played very, very well. And uh, – Hamilton's one of those guys that the Jags drafted in the 2020 NFL draft. They drafted 12 players, and Hamilton was one of them. And, um, you know, Hamilton's actually uh, a guy that uh, Coach Doug Marone says, hey, this guy's getting it now. He knows what's going on out there on the field. So you hate to see anybody get hurt. The Jags have had a lot of defensive players that have sadly – you know, gotten hurt in the last, um, you know, two or three weeks. And um, Devon Hamilton, by the way, a third-round draft pick. He was a 73rd pick overall. Ben Barch, the fourth-round offensive lineman out of St. John's, Minnesota, playing well on that last drive. And uh, good to see Ben Barch in there making a contribution. But you hate to see Devon Hamilton, you know, getting hurt. Certainly on that last play is, uh, you know, dur during that last touchdown that the running back James Robinson ran. Now, according to our unofficial statistics, I know Robinson had well over 90 yards before that last drive. He, he picked up at least 20 yards on that 
that last drive that um, the Jaguars had before they, you know, scored the, the touchdown with Robinson running in from like, I think Robinson ran, ran that touchdown in from three or four yards out. So Robinson is going to end up with over 100 yards in this game. He got a touchdown, the last Jaguars touchdown. The touchdowns on the day uh, running by James Robinson got a touchdown. Rookie wide receiver Colin Johnson uh, caught a touchdown pass. And tight end Tyler Eifert caught a touchdown pass uh, for Mike Glennon. So Mike Glennon threw a couple of touchdown passes, has played pretty well in this game. And I tell you, I think there's, I think they're going to let Glennon play some and, until Minshew's ready to go because Minshew's still got those fractures, you know, in his uh, right thumb. So, again, Cleveland's got the lead. Looks like they're going to just let the air out of the ball, as Tom Brady would say. <laughs> that was an old – that was an, like an old saying my, my dad used to say. When you're in at the end of a football game, hey, they're just going to let the air out of it, which means they're going to run the clock out. And that was a joke about Brady. But, but uh, we've all got our opinions when it comes to certain players, certain teams, and certain situations. So, looking at the stadium today, it looks like there's a, a nice crowd as, um, you know, there's only so much of a crowd allowed to come in. You know, it looks like there's probably that that sixteen to 19,000 uh, amount of people in TIAA Bank Field today as the Browns are going to run the clock out. 155 to play, and I think the Jaguars may have called – a timeout as Cleveland ran the ball after the uh, two-minute warning. So Doug Marone's calling the shots on the sidelines. He's wearing his black mask. Most of the players on the sidelines, when they're not in the game, they got that mask on, even though some of them don't have it covering their nose. <laughs> but most of the coaches do, though. I will say that. Um, I really hated seeing Devon Hamilton, you know, getting hurt just a little while ago that's 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 gonna be that's a big blow for the defense because it didn't it looked like uh, it did not look like uh an easy an easy come easy go injury i mean it looked like he might let's hope let's hope it's not anything too serious baker mayfield's gonna run the ball on the left side of the field and get tackled fumble the ball out of bounds and that could actually stop the clock and no the clock is still running I guess they're going to say he was down before he went out of bounds. NFL officiating, boy, it gets dicey and it gets unpredictable, especially toward the end of the game. Brown's got a third and one coming up with a minute 43 to play. Now the officials saying to run the clock. The clock's not running, though. <laughs> I don't know. You never know what's going to happen in one of these games. You're listening to the Tilshirt Report. This is the uh, 75th episode and show of our Till Shirt Report. I'm looking back at some of the highlights. Um, Glennon has played pretty good. He really has that two-point play. I'm looking at a two-point play where the, you know, I don't know. The, it looked like the Brown defensive back intercepted it or knocked it down on that last play. I didn't get an official word on it. Even if he intercepted it, he may have been out of bounds. But in any event, the Browns defensive back, Um you know, basically broke up that last two-point conversion where the Jags were trying to tie the game up. So it's uh, Cleveland 27, Jacksonville 25, with about a minute 43 to play. Cleveland's running for the first down. Looks like they got the first down, and they're going to be able to run the clock out. Cleveland just uh, got another first down. I believe that was a third down play. 
and now the officials are throwing a flag down. Oh, they got holding against Cleveland. Okay. Okay, that should nullify that first down and take the Browns back about 10 yards and create another third down play. There's still a minute 37 to play. Still about, let's see, what, a minute 37 to play. And the Browns trying to run out the clock. They're desperately trying to run out the clock here, but they're looking at a third down. I'm looking at the Miami Jets game. It's final now. It's final now. The Jets still no no wins. Miami beat them uh, today as we record this podcast on Sunday, November the 29th. As we are recording this podcast on Sunday, November the 29th. Uh, Miami beat the Jets 20 to 3. Here's a little screen pass. Looks like Cleveland. Oh, Cleveland got a, they got the first down. They needed 10 yards. Looks like they got close to 11 on a little screen pass. Uh, so the Browns are going to be able to run the clock out. They they actually turned that uh, third down and 12 into a first down. So, oh, now you got another Jaguar down on the field. Number 40 is injured uh, for the Jaguars. My goodness. So the Jags picking up some injuries going down the stretch in the last couple of minutes of the game. So I'm looking at that highlight. Baker Mayfield went back to pass, dumped a little pass out to the uh, the back in the backfield. That was Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb got, you know, he needed, what, 10 or 11 and got 12. I think the screen even said he needed 12, but it looked like he got right what he needed for the first down. Nick Chubb had, had some really good runs. He had a couple of really he had he had one in particular really long run in the third quarter that I know was it was not a touchdown but it was longer than thirty yards and uh, that kind of got the Browns you know going a little bit but uh, right now we got a jag down on the field number forty the Jags I, I see uh, Miles there's a you know, the shot of Miles Jack on the sidelines, kind of dejected, shaking his head. But you know, he's not—he's not showing that he's upset, but he's shaking his head. He wanted to win this game. Uh, I like you know the play of Miles Jack. He—he he made a really good play early in this game too. So I don't have a problem with Miles Jack. He's one of the leaders on defense. You know, Schobert had a strip early in the game, a punch out where he punched the ball out. And the Jags recovered a fumble, you know, and that was, um, you know, back much earlier in the game. But the, the Browns should have a, the Browns should have a first down, and should be able to to run the clock out. So that's where we're at. Okay. So again, checking the scoreboard: Cleveland twenty-seven, Jacksonville twenty-five. Again, the Teal Shirt Report uh, podcast uh, has been brought to you by Anchor.fm, simplest and easiest way to make a podcast. also want to thank Saucer Realty, Larry Saucer, for all your real estate needs in uh, North Florida, whether it's um, that's for all your real estate needs in North Florida, you know, whether you, you're looking for, for a home, residential, uh, business, or commercial real estate, see Larry Saucer at Saucer Realty. The Browns are running out the clock now. Um, in fact, Baker Mayfield, Baker Mayfield just took a knee. I don't think the Jags have any more timeouts left. I don't believe. Again, we'll mention the Jets are still winless. 
Looks like they're, they've got no wins in the Trevor Lawrence sweepstakes. And they lost to Miami 20-3 to on this Sunday, November the 29th, as we record the podcast on this Sunday afternoon, November the 29th. 45 seconds to play. The Browns are going to snap the ball again. Baker Mayfield takes a knee. Looks like Cleveland's got a win. The Jags actually lead the all-time series, um, believe it or not, against the Browns. I saw the stat earlier where the Jaguars had won 12 games. The Browns have won five in this series. So now it's going to change. The Browns get their sixth win in the series. Jaguars have won 12. The Browns have won six. Um, Marone and the Browns coach got to greet each other at the middle of the field as the clock is winding down to about five seconds. Very sad to see that, um, you know, Devon Hamilton got hurt in the last couple of minutes of this game. And also number 40 went down for the Jaguars too. And um, I don't know if he got the wind knocked out of him, but uh, number 40 went down uh, for the Jacksonville Jaguars with an injury inside of a minute in the game. And um, looks like that was... um, yeah, I'll have to check to see who that number 40 is uh, for the Jacksonville Jaguars. But uh, number 40 uh, received an injury uh, during this game, during the last minute of the Jags and Cleveland game. Let's see, roster number – we're, we're going to look it up real quick. I, we know Devon Hamilton got hurt inside of two minutes to play and also, you know, an injury – to uh, number 40 uh, for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, mm. Looks like um, looks like Brandon looks like number 40 may be Brandon Thomas, I believe. Brandon Thomas with the Jaguars. The Jaguars have had to play a lot of backup defensive backs with so many, so many injuries uh, that they, you know, have had in the last couple of weeks. And um, I believe that may have been Brandon Thomas that got hurt. You'll find out, you know, his um, status a little later. Let's see. So you've been listening to the uh, Teal Shirt Report. Uh, We appreciate you tuning in today. The Jaguars losing to Cleveland, Cleveland 27. The Jacksonville Jaguars 25. And again, we have, um, you know, we've been sponsored, of course. We are sponsored by Anchor.fm. You know, also um, Saucer Realty, BigJReport.com. You can follow us at BigJReport.com and LakeUfallahits.com. LakeUfallahits.com or internet radio. And um, number 78, uh, Ben Barch, man, got to play on the offensive line. Some today look pretty good. Um, the Jags have had their injuries across the offensive line. Of course, Andrew Norwell uh, did not play today. He got hurt in the last game that the Jaguars were playing in. So um, we're going to pull up the uh, Jaguars roster. That is probably the best way to to find number 40. Hey, we'll do that real quick as we get ready to wrap up the uh, Teal Shirt Report. 
And again, thank you for listening to the Chill Shirt Report, our 75th episode and show of the Teal Shirt Report. Number 40 is actually, um, if, if that's correct on the roster I'm looking at here, that looks like Brandon Rusnick. Brandon Rusnick, who has uh, spent some time on the practice squad. And, uh, of course, Rusnick um, got hurt in the last minute of the game. We don't really – we don't have any idea how – if he if it's a serious injury or, or not serious. Uh, he's a cornerback, 5'11", 198 pounds out of Michigan. And, I mean, uh, Resnick, Resnick is not usually in the game. That just tells you the Jaguars have been down to, like, their – you know, their fourth cornerback. They're playing guys off the practice squad. It's been a difficult time. That is going to do it for our Teal Shirt Report. Uh, Thank you for listening. Again, we want to thank, you know, folks listening in as many as 21 states now, internationally and worldwide. Thanks to our sponsors again, Anchor.fm, Saucer Realty, LakeUfallahits.com. And again, you can follow us at BigJReport.com as well. Again, uh, Cleveland. Picks up the win. Cleveland 27, the Jacksonville Jaguars 25, the final. I, I, you know, I can't believe I'm saying this. The Jacksonville Jaguars now have lost 10 games in a row. They're 1-10. They're still a game back in the Trevor Lawrence sweepstakes because the Jets lost again. Miami 20, the Jets uh, 3 today as we uh, report record this podcast on Sunday afternoon, November the 29th. That's going to do it today. Thank you for listening. My name is Scott, and I'm out. We appreciate you listening to the Teal Shirt Report. Have a great day. We'll talk to you again real soon. This has been episode show number 75 of your Teal Shirt Report podcast. Again, have a great day. I'm Scott, and I'm out.